Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. So we're talking about different ways to save money when selling a house. And for those of you that are just joining us, we've already talked about calling the real estate agent before you decide to, before you're really ready to hire someone and and officially list your house. I, I think that so many sellers believe that when they invite over the real estate agent to help them list their house, they almost count it as like their first showing because they believe we're going to be extremely judgmental. And I, I guess to an extent, to be fair, we we are, but objective is, I think, the, the correct word, not judgmental. Now, if we're walking through the house, the, the goal should be, here's what we should do, here's what we can do, here's what we should not do, and here's in our opinion, the associated price with those repairs. And here's what it's going to do to your bottom line. I mean, that's the structure of the conversation that you should be having with a real estate agent before you go out and just start Google searching folks and you know calling up random companies to have them come out and perform work on your house. Again, rely on our contacts to help you save money. You know, we deal with this every single day. I mean, I might as well have a construction company with the amount of work that they do on behalf of our clients. And like I mentioned, after, you know, 1,300 transactions and God knows how many inspection reports and quotes and millions of dollars of my own money that I've spent on renovations, I've got a pretty good handle on what things cost. So we want to make sure that we're saving you as much money as possible when it comes to prepping the home for sale. We also want to be really careful about... Things like, you know, staging or or some of the additional expenses that you can incur in order to present your home in the best light. We also talked about the pricing strategy. How much is too much? uh, How much is not enough? You know, we want to try and get that just right so that we create a feeding frenzy for your house because the market is still allowing for it. We're still seeing people push the envelope on pricing. We're still seeing records being set for highest price per square foot in neighborhoods and areas and you know, the, the market is supportive of it right now because we have so many people that are moving to Charleston and they've got money. So uh, I, I think that regardless of kind of what happens big picture to our market, I think that Charleston has just become a more expensive place to live. So anyways, I want to talk about a few other ways to save some money in a real estate transaction. Now, again, if you're thinking of hiring a real estate agent to help you sell your house, we have a variable commission plan. We can go down as low as 2.4%. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways we can save you money. If you're selling a home and buying another locally, we'll pay your moving expenses. You know, yet another way to save some money in your real estate transaction. Uh, and, and so we've got a few other incentives. It just kind of depends on what you're looking to accomplish and what speaks to you. So if you'd like to learn more about those incentives, feel free to give me a call or text me, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com is our website, listingsincharleston.com. So a few other ways to save some money in real estate. Now, uh, we have had over the past few months, several offers that have come in on our listings where the buyer expects a response within a few hours. You know, we received an offer a few weeks ago that came in at like 3.30 in the afternoon and it had a 5.30 deadline. And so sellers panic, right? Because we've only got two hours to respond. 
And of course, the buyer agents are doing this intentionally because they know how much demand there is for that type of house. And so they want a quick decision and, and they're creating this fear, which in many instances is kind of a false fear uh, that if you don't respond quickly, that they are just somehow magically at 5.30 p.m. no longer interested in buying your house. Well, be careful with that. Um, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Some folks, if they get a really good offer, are just going to take it and run to the bank with it. Others, if they know that there's a lot of additional interest, are going to use that offer to leverage other offers and create a multiple offer situation where rather than the seller going back to the buyer and saying, well, we don't accept this offer, but how about this and doing a counter, you can just go back to all the buyers at one time and say, hey, we need your highest and best offer by noon tomorrow. And then from there, we'll choose one contract to either negotiate with directly or accept. And it's a great way of kind of passing the buck back to the buyer to say, hey, I'm not going to tell you how much I'm going to sell it for. You're going to tell me how much you're willing to pay. And if that's good enough for me, then I'll take it. So um, it's it's a very tricky thing to say in totality on something like a radio show uh, because every situation is different and you don't know what the underlying reason is as to why they're selling. They might be extremely motivated because of some sort of situation where they're being relocated for work and they don't want to be disconnected from their family for long periods of time. I mean, it could be divorce. It could be whatever. Uh, Not every reason to sell is a happy reason to sell. So responding to offers appropriately is another way to save money. Now, when negotiating the deal, because that's really one of the two ways that people traditionally think about saving money in the real estate transaction, either by cutting the commission, which there's a time and a place for that. And that's something that we certainly offer. We can do things for less. doesn't come with as many services, but if the goal is to save money, or, or make as much money as possible on the sale of your house, then that's, those are options that we provide and we get it and we're happy to do it. But when negotiating the deal, one thing that I really like to do is to try and use like furniture, appliances, so on and so forth as leverage rather than paying for repairs. In fact, I'll just say this in, in the overwhelming majority of instances, I actually prefer the seller to offer the buyer a credit rather than make the repairs. And here's why. I sold my house uh, in Mount Pleasant. This was, gosh, nine years ago. Um, We've been in our current home for about nine years. It's a wood siding house. Very nicely done. We had just finished a huge renovation. Something else hit the market that was a for sale by owner. It was kind of like too good to be true. And so we just, we jumped on it, which means we now need to sell our house. And so it's a wood siding house We are under contract with a buyer. The inspection is performed. This inspector walked around the border of my house with a Phillips head screwdriver and poked at the bottom of every single piece of wood siding. I had like a perimeter of Phillips head screwdriver marks on my siding. Now, in some instances, that Phillips head screwdriver went in about a half an inch because the boards were rotten or at least rotten in that first like inch or so where it met, uh, you know, another board. But either way, this inspector did a number on my house and I was furious because even if that deal didn't go through, now I have to deal with 
making a significant amount of repairs. And it's not just, you know, putting a little putty on the, the wood siding. The house hadn't been painted in a few years. So if I go and touch it up with paint, the paint's not going to match because paint fades. It was a big problem. I was extremely irritated. And that was just, you know, an instance where I didn't want to be responsible for replacing the wood siding because the repair addendum to the contract said, replace all rotten siding. That's an extremely ambiguous request. And so, and, and what constitutes rotten? How much of the board is rotten to warrant replacement? It's just, it's a slippery slope. And I see this all the time in contracts that are being written by real estate agents. They're using ambiguous language and they're opening themselves up and their clients up to interpretation rather than delivering a very seer, a clear set of directives that somebody can you know, abide by. So in the vast majority of cases, I just want my sellers to offer a credit for repairs, which is why it's so important to have a contractor that you can rely upon provide you with an accurate and competitive bid for those repairs so that we're not having a contractor that's hired by the buyer that knows, by the way, that the seller is going to be the one paying them because they're not going to do the seller any favors. They're going to more than likely ask as much as they can ask for those projects. We need to be able to say, well, you know, the buyer's contractor came in with a quote of, make up a number, $6,000. Well, we know we can get it done for 3800 So that's going to be the value of the credit that we offer. But you can also do things like offer up your washer and dryer to negate some of those things. And, and you know, some, I think a lot of people are probably understanding of this, but like when I sell a house and the seller says, you know, we're probably, we're just going to leave the washer and dryer. We don't want to deal with, uh, you know, bringing that with us and packing it and put it in the moving truck and blah, blah, blah. I always suggest to not volunteer something like the washer and dryer because you have to think about it in, in terms of if that home doesn't come with it and they don't have their own, that's cash that they have to spend for a basic amenity in their house. So, I mean, I don't know how much washer and dryers cost these days, but I know there can be a few thousand bucks uh, for the really nice ones. And so why not use that to negate the repairs that the buyer is requesting? It's a great way of saving money. Um, you know, the last thing that I would say is that the, the last thing that can, I'm sure there are a few other small things here and there, but something else that can really cost you some serious money is delays in closing. I, I, I cringe when I hear stories about sellers that have packed up their home or put a deposit down on somewhere to move to. They've spent real money and real time preparing for a closing too soon. They're not being advised by their client, I'm sorry, by their agent on the appropriate time to go ahead and take those steps. Because for the overwhelming majority of transactions here in, in Charleston, the contracts come with something called a due diligence period, meaning for what's what usually is somewhere around seven to 10 business days, the buyer has the right to inspect the property, renegotiate as they see fit, or terminate the contract. Now there's a termination fee that goes along with that. And that's something that you negotiate up front. But if you've, I mean, I see a bunch of contracts that have had like $100, $200 as a termination fee on a five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar house. And so what the seller's gonna take the house off the market for two weeks and then the buyer's gonna decide they don't want to move forward and here's a hundred bucks for your time. Sorry. 
sorry, I ruined all the momentum in your sale. You'll have to start over from scratch. It's not good enough. It's not enough. It's, it's something I just uh, do not um, agree with when I'm representing a seller. But when they get to the point where they're past due diligence, you know that you've dealt with basically the main reason why a lot of deals fall through, which is issues over the inspection report and repairs, which can include termite and moisture related damage. Then the last two big hurdles are the appraisal and financing. And that's why it's so important that number one, you get a pre-approval letter from the buyer if they're getting a mortgage. And then number two, the agent, which by the way, they contractually have the right to do. The listing agent contractually has the right to call the buyer's lender and verify the information that was presented to them. So the, the listing agent should be calling and saying, well, what, what was done in order to generate this pre-approval letter or this pre-qualification letter? If it was something as simple as pulling credit and having a conversation about how much money they think they make, well, then that's something that the seller should be made aware of. Preferably, I'd like for them to have shared their tax returns and their bank statements and pulled their credit and taken a deep dive on their financials so that by the time they generate that letter, they are generating it with confidence. But delays in closing mean now you've got your home packed up. Maybe it's on a moving truck. Uh, Maybe the place that you put a deposit down on or that you have under contract to buy isn't going to allow you to extend the contract. These are things that can cost you serious frustration, serious time, which is why it's so important to work with a real estate agent that is communicative and that really takes that portion of their job seriously. You know, checks and balances, crossing T's, dotting I's, putting in the work to make sure that the process is as smooth as possible. And granted, there are several things that are outside of their control, but with effective communication, they can prevent things from happening that might cost you serious money, time, headache, frustration, all those things. So again, if you're thinking of selling your home, give us a call. We'll go through the different incentives that we have, see which one works best for you. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or you can send me an email if you prefer to do that. Brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Find Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA.